I don't know why God made the breeze I don't know why I'm on my knees I don't know all these mysteries The danger to my health I'm a stranger to myself There's just so much I've never felt There's so much that just can't be helped Oh, 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 oh. Welcome to Sad Stories. Prune to perfection! Welcome to Sad Stories. Uh, the place where I'm Detective Nile. Oh, I'm Defective Nile. Uh, you're Defective Nile. And I'm, I'm Defective Cure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're the Defective Detectives We're from Long Island. <laughs> from Long Island, Tennessee. <laughs> and what we don't solve in mysteries, we make up for in spirit! <laughs> Honestly, if we were in the 60s, that would be the, like, that would be the, you know when you're on American television? And you see a little blurb? Oh, yeah. It's like, it was like, that would be the blurb for our Wii TV series. David Hasselhoff, after fucking Baywatch ended, they had a series called Baywatch Dark or Baywatch Night Shift, where it was Uh. a rapid, it was meant to be David... Hasselhoff moved to a different beach but he was the night lifeguardsman which is apparently a thing well, I don't think it is a thing basically oh. he would patrol the beach at night or like it was set during the day too so wait was it like a black scream <laughs> to David Hasselhoff's voice oh, like hello <laughs> welcome to the beach just loads of wind you hear nothing. it was when he started losing himself that they were like we're gonna do this at was night it was with it Hassel, like Baywatch had like risen and fallen in this period like the, the stars had all moved on. Like Pamela Anderson had gone on to do pornography and married Kid Rock and Tommy Lee and oh had her God. sex tape. You know, like, David Hasselhoff was still holding on to the whole uh, Baywatch fame. And so they see a cheaper studio pitch system. Uh, Baywatch, Baywatch Dark or Night, whatever it's called. I think it's Baywatch After Hours. Something like that. Wait, I'm going to look at it right now. Basically, the plot of the show was, even if it was set during the day, there'd be a night period. David Hasselhoff was on the beach and would solve beach crimes Ooh. and beach paranormal related crimes so all these paranormal shit just happened on this beach so in one episode aliens wash up and like another episode there's like a kidnapper it's all this shit that just happens on his wee beach I would have preferred if he had a metal detector and it was why it was like the finds of Baywatch no, it's, it's, <laughs> it was just really whatever boring. he found in it's, the sand it's a very touching oh, it's called Baywatch Nights that was it Baywatch Nights it ran for a single season in 1997 <coughs> so that's how far after Jesus the original wise it's described as a crime, crime I was too it's a crime <laughs> drama an action and a science fiction but yeah no, actually no it ran for two seasons um, oh, fair folks. Yeah, so like realistically, if like um, compared to the giants of industry, the titans of industry who come before us, I think we have a we have a long and bright future on late night American cable TV. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think global warming will eat at first. We're, oh well, yeah. Like we literally have a what's her? I was gonna say Greta Garbo. No, that's the famous actress. Greta, you're yeah that we. Like, Swedish student who started all the climate actions for Oh, us. yeah. She's, like, 17. She'll go, fuck. Um, she's she's like, the FCUK. She'll give, she'll give an FCUK. Niall is currently wearing an FCUK t-shirt. 
This isn't a, this is a brand. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Not like even a fa- wearing a branded FC. I'm wearing a branded top. No, French, uh, French Connected United Kingdom are like a brand that I've been wearing for years. I think the whole point is that when you're 12 and you see like a hat saying fuck on it, kind of, you're like, whoa. <laughs> or just um, like a... They're not even like, co- they're not, it. well, they're not even cool now. They're like middle-aged people wear them. Like pe- moms buy them for like sweatpants and shit. That's what they are. That's literally where they are. Moms buy them for their bullied children. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually Graham's job. <laughs> literally, oh, no. this is actually Graham's. I was thinking job. the other day. I was like, we should have probably called this podcast like "History with Mysteries" or "Drunk Mysteries." Drunk histories already. And I realized yeah. that that might have worked out a lot better. 11 episodes into the season. Like, relation in, like... Are relation, we calling this season two? Like relation to the content. Since we had a hiatus. Thing. We're at a, hi- a hiatus. Were you high for the hiatus? Uh, <laughs> I've been high, like, once, maybe twice. <laughs> for the hiatus. I've been mostly... I've been mostly calm for the hiatus. I clean my room. <laughs> oh my I clean my whole room. And, um... That's basically it. How was your hiatus? I enjoyed it. I'm trying to. I wish, happy hiatus. I wish happy hiatus. Happy you. hiatus. I wish I had more cabaret performances, but they're all oh, based. Now oh, it's over. Oh, no, 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 all the themes have been around. So I'm trying to get in there. Anyway, I'll figure it out. Oh, uh, not. How was your hiatus? Uh, I stayed unemployed for the time. Yeah, represent yeah. <laughs> you. A part of the what is it? It degenerates the stimulus. Oh, we become part of the... We're part of the degeneracy. Welcome to the degeneracy of uh, Western culture. Welcome to the defectives. <laughs> so we lost we're only allowed out We got disqualified from the force and now we're defectives. Oh, I just had problems. <laughs> really, like. I was abusing my power as a cop. I kept going into uh, Subway and refitting my cup. I'm not buying anything. Shit. I kept bringing the same cup week after week. <laughs> That's oh, gross. I get moldy. I used to do that as a, when I was a kid. I used to go in there like we'd... Please tell me you designed your own Subway cup. <laughs> no, no, I just kept one and then like, I put it in my bag and brought it home and left it there. And there's this weird thing in sixth class where people would go to Subway and just go like, I never had any money. It's like, my parents didn't give me money to buy fucking sugary sandwiches on a Friday. Like, so, like, maybe once or twice. But like, bring my wee cup. And like they knew that what was happening is just that like the room is filled with angry posh kids and they're like angry the sugared up posh children they're not they're just gonna like staking it back back until everyone leaves or someone vomits so like was so, like, we'd just be like filling up our coke and being like thinking we were the smartest children in the earth oh my god oh, yeah. <laughs> you sure. must have been a nightmare yeah like no one's gonna stop us <laughs> the minimum stuff. wage employees in Subway aren't being paid enough to deal with this shit are surely not going to figure out our genius plan look at us now Martin unemployed what is it like what is it like 16 years later <laughs> unemployed to shit <laughs> like, 74 years later <laughs> karma got us back <laughs> No, but like we have ten years left on the whole eco clock, I guess, until things get start being serious. Realistically, like next recession's coming sooner than that. So once we're out of that, we'll be like, oh. But then like the monsters from the deep will start arising, and uh, so yeah. So like podcast when you can because yeah. uh, we're gonna be living on wee ships dodging Godzilla. Because soon we'll be on a permanent hiatus. Realistically, <laughs> <laughs> when the floods come to Dublin. I think I might just embrace the wave. 
Really? I met him. I met, I'm not the best swimmer to be I honest. met a guy the other day in Grand Social who was in school with me. I remember when we were in kids, the first year we found out what global warming was. I remember the first time I found out global warming. Do you know where, where were you when you found out about global warming? <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like it was probably church. <laughs> like, really? I As feel in, like strangely enough it was mentioned in church at one point. Catholic. I think it was the whole tsunami thing in 2005. Oh. I was in church. I grew up in a wee Catholic family. Well, that makes sense. No, because it's like it's like pray for because it'd be very like pray for the victims and also within well within Catholicism well within religion like Catholic within Christianity too. There's a lot of I guess pretty much probably all Abrahamic religions, all religions on earth realistically. There's a lot of posturing within the clergy towards. Um, nature being representative of a divine force and mm. the idea of like the de- desert, the destruction of the divine force by or of like basically of nature and a divine force by like conjunction by humanity is represent, very representative of like sin and neglect and all that shit kind yeah. of like care for the planet like treat others as you want to be treated treat uh, treat the planet as you want to be treated it's different. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a very complicated situation. Kira, stop pressurizing your friends to uh, the planet to drink on social occasions, just to come to a. Kira. You brought the beer this time. Kira, 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 Kira. I did ask for it, but you brought it. Kira, Kira <laughs> stop, stop DMing the planet at like two in the morning for a chat when it's meant to be sleeping because it's got ballet practice in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go too. Kira, Kira stop. Um, stop. Uh, Being defective. St- stop, <laughs> I can't. Stop, stop. Maybe. Maybe. Stop getting pregnant. Maybe. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Should we spin the wheel to break it up? Yes. Yes. yes okay. Yes. We'll spin the wheel of. And and the the wheel of mysteries. No. Oh my god, he's me. That's actually quite handy. Who that? Who da? Who did? New phone. Um, fucking my moo moo moosteru. Yeah. My moosteru is um. I'm excited. What, I had a title for this. <laughs> it's on my. F- it's on my phone. Uh, okay, basically, uh, I'm trying to. I was just trying to go say something like. Absolute garbage. I'm trying to remember there. Odessa. Okay, do you know where Odessa is? No. Odessa is the in... The club? Uh, there's a club. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's a club called Odessa. Yeah. Uh, Odessa is a place in the Ukraine. Okay. It's in the south of Ukraine. So uh, it's kind of near the area where they got annexed. It's not too far from the area that was annexed by Rus- by, by Russia recently, Crimea. Um, okay. It's in the south of the Ukraine, which back then was part of the Soviet Union or the pre-Soviet Union during the World War II. Uh, Odessa has a long, weird history. There is a catacombs below Odessa. Okay. But the thing about the Odessa catacombs is that, uh, well, I guess all catacombs are... Are they, are, like, kind of haunted? Well, all catacombs are a wee bit haunted because they're like weird ass places. They're this subterranean, they're a literal subterranean layer to the city that is kind of only implied in most places in the idea that like, and like the other way in other cities, like catacombs are still coming around Europe, I think. And like there's, there's catacombs in Rome, there's catacombs in Paris. The yeah. We Odessa- watched a movie about that. Oh, As Above So Below. Yeah, yeah, we watched that. That mm. was not scary. <laughs> uh, I thought it was fun though. It was basically like it a, was fun. It was I like a Tomb Raider game. Just um, 
It was different. But just not scary. <laughs> I was gonna be like catacombs. I was gonna be like, oh, it's a man-made catacombs, even though most of them are. The thing about catacombs is like, um, well, they're a literal subterranean air to a city that implies mystery and entire space and history that like anything can happen. Whereas like most most cities have it's only implied there's subway tunnels or sewers things like that. But catacombs is more literal. Like, like the an, hidden rivers in Dublin. Yeah, but there's an entire layer through pipes and in London has an entire underground sewer system that spans those areas. Some people say there's even little bits of Roman canals in there and stuff like that. There's bunkers and old train tunnels. The World War Two bunkers for Churchill's government were down there, everything. Fun. There's an entire world. There's a subterranean area to all cities, but uh, with catacombs, cities with catacombs, it's much more, you know, literal. The Odessa catacombs are slightly different because the catacombs of Paris and Rome were built to slightly be like necropolises okay. for the initial city. They're meant to be, they're built to be burial sites. What happened was the catacombs were built anyway and then, uh, like say for example Paris when they were excavating all the, like Les Innocents Cemetery. Mm. These cemeteries were quite commonly in the centre of cities back then and as the cities got bigger and bigger, the, c- the cemeteries got more clogged and clogged and it seemed more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, was in lots of places cemeteries meant to be on the outskirts of cities or right next to them and the city grew and around them they stopped burying people in them okay. uh, but the uh, the bones of the people buried in Les Innocents Cemetery were literally dumped in the catacombs sometimes were literal necropolises in that they're a necropolis is different in the idea that it's not just a graveyard it's actually kind of a graveyard that's meant to be utilitarian in how it uses the bones Okay. So, like, it's meant to be about the idea of squeezing as many wee skeletons into his place as possible. So, something called, uh, what are they called again? It comes from the Latin word for bone. Uh, sometimes in necropolises or churches, you have there something that's basically a church or artwork made out of human remains or bones. Oh. An oratory, is that it? An oratory, it's, it's the, the idea that, it's the idea that you revere the dead by almost, it's, it's, it's the, not oratory. Small, yeah, uh, oratory, small chapel, especially for private worship. Uh, but an ossery, that's the one. An ossery. And they put people's bones in there. Well, you yeah, know, if, if you ever actually see an ossery, um, it's kind of like, it looks like a church where everything's made of bones. Or it Ew. looks like a shrine where everything's made of bones. Why do people do this? It's it's kind of this reverence between the idea of uh, the sacred... Yeah, that's an ossery. O-S-S-U-A-R-Y. It comes from the Latin word for bone. Um, let's try to make sure because I wasn't sure. Um, and also it's kind of the... It's the implication between what's sacred and the idea of making a shrine or a church. Um, and the remains of the body, which are the sacred object itself because God gave them to you. So an ossery is when you bash those facts together. It's a way of kind of almost making up for the disrespect afforded a corpse by take by what they boiling the flesh off a body and having the bones or oh taking God. ancient remains or already buried remains from their sacredly buried place. It's a way of, it's kind of a way of making up for that seemingly disrespect by then reifying them in almost a more respectful way. Is that like the Saint Nick thing that you did for the Christmas episode? A little way, yeah. Well all like all relics and saint bits are like that because the kind of disrespect offered like a corpse seemingly or what's apparently meant to be a corpse of a saint by un by untombing it or unburying it yeah. and things like that or splitting it up into bits yeah. and bringing it over the world but then you reify the world it's the idea of it's the idea that uh, it's an acknowledgement partially of the idea that when something's a corpse is when something's literally still tied to the idea of the dead body or thing itself is still tied to 
the identity of the person who died. But there is a certain recognition there after a point where the body or remains are no longer seen as belongings to that person in a personal way or no longer seen as disrespectable by like violating their privacy or space. Because mm. the bones are almost seen as objects at this point. It's quite common. So And they become relics almost in the self. It's about that transition because there is a... The politics, the like biopolitics around corpses are very specific. It's a weird thing. There's a whole thing. There's a whole... There's a, there's a, um, there's a really good essay called Necrosexuality run by, about it. It sounds okay. really horrible, but <laughs> it's not. But there is it's a whole idiom about human beings treat remains almost very differently if they're old or if the idea of that once they seem old or if they're like the erasure of flesh to bone or the dividing up of it into bits almost seems different to the idea of like a corpse in itself anyway uh. <laughs> there's the whole thing but anyway the catacombs under our deaths are different because they have all these implications but they were man made in a slightly different way the catacombs under death were almost unintentional Okay. In that they weren't setting out to build a catacomb. They were in itself. They were made by mining. See, Odessa, the Ukrainian city, there was a huge uh, boom in building using the limestone from the surrounding area. (laughs) Nice. Back in the day. These were all mine shafts, mostly. There was a huge amount of mine shafts around Odessa. So, it's actually... I've read... It says that they're either one of the biggest catacombs in the world... uh, or the biggest catacomb in the world. Because the okay. se- it said the second biggest, in one account it said the second biggest was Paris. But it's also like a third of the size. So that's okay. the thing about mines. Mines are more pervade. The catacombs were built to be tunnels. To build all sorts of things. Yeah. Sewers, waterways, walkways, necropolises, burial sites. Yeah. But, and just remains <coughs> of tunnels on tunnels on tunnels as layers of a city built over time. But... Okay. Uh, the mine shafts are just dug to be as deep as possible, depending on what resource you're following. Okay. And also because most of the people employed in the area, certain to a certain extent, were building mines. The more mine, the more rapid mining is representative of like more jobs in the area. So the ri- the more money is being made off mining, the more mining is occurring. So the Odessa tunnel network is literally the catacombs of Odessa were built from this mining. So are there a labyrinth like network? of tunnels, subterranean cavities, located under the city of Odessa in the outskirts of Ukraine. They are mostly, over 90%, the result of stone mining, particularly coquina, and also limestone, I don't know what mm. coquina is. The system of Odessa catacombs consists of networks of basements, bunkers, drainage tunnels, storm drains, as well as natural caves. The catacombs are on three levels. Some of them reach up to 60 metres or 200 feet below sea level. Oh, so they could be flooded, they seasonally flood. Uh, it also gets super cold down there. That's one of the things. Uh, it's one of the lo- world's largest urban labyrinths running up to 2,500 kilometres. Holy shit. So the catacombs are much bigger than the city. A lot of them are go underneath fields, things like that. But as a result, the, in, the 19, in the 19th century, that's when most of it occurred. Most of Odessa was made from limestone. But also as a result of natural cave systems and erosion and things like that. And just flooding. The cave systems are different, but they're also absolutely labyrinth-like. The, if you see the maps, they look like the maps look like a grey matter of a brain. But okay. I'm saying, like people, most of what you know anything about the caves comes from uh, freelance urban explorers. So right. like, there's a whole history to the catacombs where there's a few official entrances which are completely guarded now to stop children going in. But people still go in. It's not crime to go in. But um, 
because like the lab, the Rome and Paris catacombs are fairly. There's a few main main entrances, but compared to the Odessa catacombs, they do tourism. They do tours. There, there is, yeah. But then there's a lot so of. I was gonna go on a tour. There's a lot of illegal entrances. There's a lot of entrances people find. A lot. They've tried to block as many of them up. But the yeah. thing about the Odessa catacombs is that they're so prolific. There's so many entrances. There's no way to do that. The Nazis actually tried to block up a bunch of them during the war. Really? And yeah, loads of Russian and communists were... Loads of communists and free fighters were living in the combs. They had a comb. No They tried way. to block... The Nazis would block them up and try to tear gas them or chlorine gas them. Um, How much PTSD would you have there was a, living a, there? Depending on skeletons found with certain helmets, they think uh, there's a guerrilla warfare thing going on in them back then where Nazis who were captured would be executed in the catacombs. Um, there's an entire history of them. Uh, after, even after the mining, mining was outlawed near the start of the last century mm. there because it was like, there was actually a huge issue with, in Odessa because it's hard to create things like a subway system and, and sewer systems and update things like that yeah. because of the catacombs because they're so pervasive. So it actually makes, there's an entire underlying world to the city which actually makes construction difficult. <laughs> That's the thing. Because it's basically hollow. Underneath. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's a, it, with other areas it'd be like, oh, the tunnels are all like, it means there's a space to dig. But with Odessa, there's so many fucking tunnels it's almost kind of makes structurally unsound. But um, as a result, yeah, mining stopped then, but then as a result, the catacombs became huge for smugglers. Huge, and there's even stories of the Nazis actually used the the catacombs as a place to dump a bunch of executed Jewish people and stuff like that. There's a lot of weird shit there. There's a lot of bodies down there, and there's a lot of speculation. But um, basically, oh, oh, it's haunted as shit. Yeah, (laughs) well, like there's actually a ghost that apparently haunts the catacombs called the White Hunter. He's oh. at, the people say it's the story of a hunter who went missing in the catacombs 100 years ago and they made they draw like pictures and sigils of him on the wall and he's meant to be a ghost who haunts the catacombs for this day. Oh my god. But the biggest conspiracy about the catacombs was that once upon a time in 2005 uh, this yeah, a bunch of see the biggest people who post about all this stuff are urban explorers. Yeah. And even then some of them nowadays say oh like I don't even explore the catacombs anymore because uh, that we've basically charted everything. There's nothing really more to see or find. Uh, people about that five massive, about five explorers go missing every year. Okay, that's about. a lot. But there's this one post. That's like the same as three people get killed by a blimp. <laughs> every year. <laughs> yeah. To this day. I'm sorry, it's not meant to be funny. No, but I'm a so amateur blimp enthusiast. It, no, it, no, they get hit by a blimp. <laughs> oh, they get hit by a blimp. Yeah, they so do. So a blimp that's. Just flying out of the sky. You know, or... like in The Simpsons and you see the duff blimp. I don't even know if there are any blimps around anymore. I don't think there really are anymore, but they used to be and it used to be like three to seven people a year. I mean, are they just advertising blimps? Are they people who are amateur like air enthusiasts who are flying in other directions? No, I think they got hit by a blimp that crashed. Uh, because the fact that a lot of blimps nowadays would only be very small and you're advertising or something. Yeah. Or everywhere in the UK. No, this fact I looked up like probably like six years ago. Nah, but when like. blimps were more it common. It still it's holds. Just the, it was bizarre fact. It still holds. It's fine. So you have five explorers going missing in the catacombs. At least five explorers a year, like on average, go missing. It might be going down now. But there's an, there's an explorer website called Urban Explorers Resource, UEOR. Where a poster called Eugene Latta. Eugene Latta, whenever it comes to this story, is interviewed almost every time. Because he translated this story that was very popular into yeah. English. And it got posted on Reddit. 
So uh, in the catacombs of Odessa, Eugene Latter says... Can I just say Reddit? Best Game of Thrones list? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Find it very quickly. No, literally, the drag craze people on Reddit know everyone who's gone missing. Oh, who's not gone missing, sorry. I've uh, been kicked off the show. Still not miss, not missing. Uh, uh, <laughs> they've gone to the they've gone missing. They've gone, they've turned, yeah, they've gone missing. They've turned, yeah, they've gone missing. The Reddit community Snow hasn't everything. been seen since 2019. No, they know, like, if you want to know everything, they post it there in, like, 10 seconds. No, I you just looked for links. That was it. But I found it immediately. Uh, very good and very HD. We <laughs> highly advise. It's probably downloaded off a box. Thing is, if they're, they're probably... No, it was on the same time I went live in the what? States. What? I watched it. So, like, a live time. stream? So, it was 2 a.m., uh, Monday morning. I guess wild. Ass. Yeah, very good. I don't even the technological framework. I think just I, go on Reddit. Sometimes if you be, if you were awake at six in the morning, uh, new episodes of Drag Race, if they were aired in America, they would be uploaded to the internet by six in the morning. That's when they'd be uploaded. So if you were up at six, you like, might as well watch the Drag Race episode. They came out about nine o'clock in that day. Because if you go on social media the day after. It spoils yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Like the dry, That's what, what I was worried about. No, the worst about. is if the person wins, they put, make an Instagram post congratulating themselves. Yeah. And you're on Instagram, you see it, and you're Just like, go fuck. Go yeah, But yeah. I think Game of Thrones is a bigger thing. That Game of Thrones is the biggest thing in the world. Huge yeah. live streams links were going all over. People were watching some live stream links for hours. Jesus. I didn't watch any of those. Just, just waiting watched, like beforehand? I watched one that literally started at 2 a.m. When I started, I just found it. Well, yeah. I don't know what the like. I know what the community of the crack is before that, but yeah. No. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's right. No, no, no. Game of Thrones started. It so Daenerys were missing into catacombs, and um, <laughs> <laughs> no, a dragon showed up. <laughs> a dragon wild. No, not that much happened. I felt in the episode. Anyway, but in two thousand five, the story is a teenage girl called Masha. Okay. Uh, when. Uh, they went for a party. Her and her friends. Who apparently said that there was. They this, had a party. They had a the party catacombs. in the catacombs. Apparently, the story was no there was uh, the Ukrainian school system at the time was is well apparently it's split up to they'll literally have national schools from one to like three hundred. I don't know. So national school fifty six is in the area, and mm-hmm. almost a border lining on the catacombs. Um, so the kid, all the children who grow up in Odessa know of the catacombs, they like, they're nearby them, they've yeah. probably gone into them before. A lot of these urban explorers who report this story and are, like, do comb the catacombs are teenagers almost themselves, they go up around their ideas. Some of them, like one guy, this guy, the guy posted this, um, he fucking would have kit bags piled up to go into the catacombs for a week. It's pitch dark. It's pitch dark after you can see it gets colder than the fucking surface, even during like Ukrainian winter. Uh there's oh no like, very there's like no water for miles. Things like that. Like you have to know where you're going or you bring light sources and say like, he'd be there for like literally in there for a week or coming and going what and the fuck? things like that. Like so Masha and her friends went partying there, they're like teenagers. Um and then apparently that is people don't know why if if either they Masha was accidentally left behind if she was drunk if she was high she might have wandered off to pee gone exploring by herself but either way the story is the others left and Masha was left inside the uh, somehow lost in the caves and either didn't know where she was going or got lost and then or once you're drunk or well once like you're that. in yeah once you're in there you don't know where you're going and if you uh, get lost you can keep wandering accidentally further in for days. 
And like the people say, oh, go, you could by by three days you would pass out from dehydration and go into a coma and die. Fuck. And then if you're constantly looking around for water and you're exerted and scared and your body's fighting against the freezing temperature or their body's fighting against just the cold temperature which is below freezing if you go deeper and deeper in, uh, she would have died. So Fuck the story man. is that your man posts online because he posted this online a few years later, or and, and it, it's been pervading since. Uh, the story was that. People went looking for this girl in the three months afterwards. And then in the three months afterwards, these amateur cave explorers found a body. Oh, shit. And this, because this has been up online for years where apparently, it's in 2009, this post was made. And these pictures are from 2000, for three months after 2005. What? Yeah, it's a bot. They found what is a rotted corpse. In the catacombs. Now. And people. The story is that that's Masha. That's the teenage girl. No. That's the story. Of Masha. And there's no. There's no reports of a girl going missing then. There's no reports of a girl called Masha ever going missing. People do. People have gone missing in the catacombs. What happened was. That was posted in 2009. Then apparently about five, four years later. Uh. Apparently, a journalist. He says a friend. He said personally when he's been in, he's been interviewed by Vice. He's been interviewed by other journalists. Yeah. He's the only like um he apparently and his like his friend is also interviewed in most of them because his friend is one of the biggest cave explorers. He's retired now from cave exploring, but I uh, he says oh I don't even believe it's Masha. I think that's all it's made up. But it's the fact that this man is what translated this popular story in the community to English. So, but it would already been pervasive. So, apparently the story that this body was been found, but it was about five miles and nine levels down from the surface. Jesus. Uh, to the police. It was only when it was reported by a journalist to someone in the, in the government that the police actually came looking for the body. Uh, what actually happened was um, a paper, uh, a man who owned a paper, a publisher, paper publisher, yeah. a rich man in Ukraine, his son had gone missing. And in a may possibly be murdered in and around the catacombs. That's what they said. They think his body was in the proud catacombs. Because people have been murdered there before. Bodies have been dumped yeah. there before. And people just turned up dead there before for whatever reason. So a man who was a firefighter and a relief worker went into the catacombs looking for this body. So what happened was there have been reports that a body had been found. So in 2005, after this massacre girl apparently yeah. went missing on New Year's Eve who people don't think exists. Yeah. Uh, three months after that, within the cave urban explorer community, people said that a body was in the catacombs, a fresh body. Yeah. And by the time those boys found, found the body, found that took that photo with it, uh, that's what it looked like. It's and no one reported, because the police aren't going to go into the catacombs myself, it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's so, a lot more decomposed for three months. Well, it is in, it's in a damp, wet cave. Well, this is, they didn't. They didn't. The they didn't find it after three months. They they went looking for the body, after after three months, because okay. it was meant to be on New Year's Day when Masha went missing, okay. if she existed. But it was meant to be three months after three months into two thousand and five. People started making reports in the community. Started making reports that there was a, bo- a fresh body down there, which is always intriguing. Uh, so a rich paper. Uh, publisher's son went missing and there was a reward offered and then a man who oh yeah it's like loads of stuff happens there like 
Uh, active miners still exist down there. Winemakers and mush people who grow magic mushrooms go down yeah. there to like keep they leave their crop there because no one will discover it. Uh, smugglers still exist down there. A man murdered his girlfriend down there and left the body there. Right. A man, a man who was like lived on the beach, murdered his girlfriend down there with a hatch and left her there. A little boy had gone missing down there. Oh my god! I was murdered. But he was apparently murdered. They found his body down there. He was murdered there too. Jesus. Uh, people say there's rumors of Satanists down there, but there's zero. Couldn't find any reference to actual Satanism occurring. It's just that people say Satanists get in there, seemingly with all catacombs because they're creepy. Yeah. Like, like so, uh, some people say that the body. So your man apparently went down to the, the fucking fireman went down, got that body. He's quoted as saying, "I went down to the bar, found the body, and it was what I would describe as bone soup." Like he wrapped it in a in a canvas bag and carried it up nine floors Jeez. and then dragged it five miles to the nearest uh, exit mortician's office. After oh he got the exit, to, and then he says that they there was such a degraded body they could there was no physical evidence that survived to suggest who was, um and there's no evidence to suggest how long the body's been there as a note I couldn't find any information on anyone saying how long the body been there, um there was no girl called Masha reported missing, the guy who dragged the body said he was told in on a a page I translated with the Google translated from Russian, said that it was a woman's body. Okay. But there was no man to say, but he said it was a man's, but it was not the man they were looking for. Oh yeah, he was an anti-terrorist. He was an anti-terrorist uh, operative. That was it. He's the man, he worked for anti-terrorism agencies, so I think the anti-terrorism agencies were familiar with the caves based on the idea of how they'd be used by criminals. And also oh based on the idea of how they could be utilised. Yeah. For criminal purposes, just because they lived in Odessa and Russia, uh, well, well, because of Russian interests too. So it's like, so it was yeah, Janis uh, Stenzenyik was the man who was reported missing, and there was a reward offered by Armin Stenz Stenzenyik Pogovkin. Yeah. He offered an award for his dead son's body. That's why your man went into the cones. Okay, you guys familiar with them? Uh, multiple people like there was a boy who drowned who's apparently been diving in them and drowned oh things like God. that people have died since like all he says is that they say it was a girl okay and the that, I seemingly was that body like that that was the body that was found but till this day they have no idea what it is they could have been a mad drunk man or a homeless person who wandered in but, but it's like murders have happened there since. It sounds like the most haunted, horrific place. Two murders have occurred since. It's Why just would you place. go? The people, even your man, your man who wrote the original post advises people not to go in there. According to the police, oh. tra- a 17-year-old girl's corpse was found in the air. Like, I'd always like to have a party in a maze. Me too. Like, if I become a millionaire, I'll make a huge maze. Oh, we love maze, the catacombs. Yeah, have a party. They're cool, but they're creepy. But uh, not where it's like haunted souls and people die. There was a video no. camera. A similar incident occurred in Paris where a video camera was found at the catacombs and the footage, you can hear a man breathing, being very frightened, just running through the cave, seemingly lost. And he drops the video camera around and he runs away. And there's, there's a there's a group online, Matic Paranormal Investigators, but like they do regular crimes too. And your ma- they got a man who's expert on the catacombs to try and pinpointing from the art that's in the walls, uh, pinpoint exactly where this man's camera was found and stuff. Because the fi- camera was okay. found by the police and yeah. they ended up online. Or found by amateurs and ended up online and was brought to the police. Because I don't know if this man, if he survived or got out, but they're trying to pinpoint like where this man was in the catacombs yeah. to try and figure out where he'd gone. But uh, yeah, like even during the war, 
There was men who lived in the catacombs and survived malaria and malnourishment. Jeez. So even after the war ended, it was only a while after that that they found these men. And like, there's loads of creepy art in the walls. Like the white hunter is drawn on the walls. who's like the god of death of the catacombs almost. Um, there was a poetry written by a miner on the walls. One of the walls, I and mean, it's translated from uh, Ukrainian. It says, uh, No treasure, no happiness, you will not find here. Though forehead knock the wall behind the wall. Go to the left, go to the right, you'll only meet the darkness of the night. That's lovely. <laughs> but it's like the cat. I want to go. <laughs> the cat be spooky. Yeah. Tamasha, did she die? Did she exist? No idea. Because people say, cause I just the, think it'd be the most horrific death. Yeah. Like if you were drunk at a party, lost everyone. Wandering in darkness for three days. Wandering in darkness. For three days. Do you imagine how dehydrated you'd be within like two hours? Wandering in darkness. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Wandering in darkness for like two days. You won't be able to tell what time it is, how much time has passed. But like, again, you're underground. So be even darker. Than if it's just dark outside. No, utterly, you can't see anything. You'd be so scared. Like imagine if you just passed out. Some people think it was at like, a party in the catacombs. Everyone all these, was gone. And there's you were these like, references to Satanists. I, I kept finding, shit. even though there was no evidence to suggest it. It's just the idea. I so wouldn't think so. This sort of cultural idea that Satanists go to catacombs, like happened in that movie we watched. It's just this idea. I wouldn't think so. I think like you probably shouldn't party in the catacombs. Nah. <laughs> Or like you can go deep into anywhere it. like where there's dead bodies, probably shouldn't have a party. It's a part there. of culture though. It's an entire thing, and the only reason the if you're not gonna have a party at a funeral, you don't the thing party about, where there's dead bodies. Well, the pervasiveness of these myths, the fact that they're actually perpetrated by the explorer community, based on the fact that there's a body found there, and then the reason why the police don't go down there because it's dangerous and pointless yeah. is, is the idea that if you die in the catacombs, you stay in the catacombs. There's no point to people looking for you more. It's just like, it just sounds like the most horrific death. Well, there's a whole thing, there's Rome and there's Paris. So like, I actually would really like, they only have sealed off parts of the catacombs where you get tours. There's part, yeah. there's even parts of London that people explore. I was supposed to go and I didn't. There's a remnant, yeah. so, apparently there's a lost uh, uh, Freemason temple. We should go on a European mystery London. tour. <laughs> sure, I was like, it's, I was catacombs, I want to go. But yeah, Odessa, Paris was dangerous. But Paris, because they were, nev- they were never to built to be Paris tunnels, ones. they were built to be mine shafts. Bizarre. Also, a lot of them are caved in and the ventilation systems are gone, are caved yeah. in. Things like that. Well, that, that but that's him. Apparently, it seems legit because they did find that body. And there was only like, what, literally... This was on the internet for years. This is on the internet five years. Like the inter- the story they put forth, I there's a story in apparently in the school, the local school near the catacombs, as like school fifty two, that there was a replica of the Titanic, found, uh, like miles beneath the school in the catacombs. Like there was these children in the area, like create stories of things to be found in there. Should we start breaking for an ad? Oh yes, a break from our sponsors. What kind of sponsors do we have? Um, designer children and designer jeans. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds fancy. Get 
Gay adoption and parenting rights in Ireland are still fairly restricted by poxy laws granting exclusive rights to single biological parents over children raised by married partners and adoptive parents of all kinds. Boo. This is a problem. A big problem. Leo, sort it out. In 2016, conservatives accused gay adoptive parents of using babies as fashion accessories. Introducing Introducing Gay gay babies. Babies, this season's hottest new fashion accessory. Gay babies are scientifically engineered to be tantrum and stink free, to require minimal effort or love. They're like cats, only gayer. Gay. Gay babies are on a diet of soy and lettuce. Meaning they are skinny, vegan friendly and can fit into teeny tiny fashionable designer rompers. Cheap and easy to feed like a rabbit. Let your child slay the runway without slaying your wallet. You can save extra money to buy extra Fire Island tickets and have three bags of Coke. Three bags. Three bags. Oh my god. Unlike disgusting straight babies that don't come with three bags, Mm-mm. gay babies only cry when a camera is watching, Ooh. preparing them for a life of reality TV shows and reaction gifts. Order now and your gay baby will come with a free subscription of prep and they'll already be following Ariana Grande on Twitter. And maybe they'll be so popular, she might even follow them back. Wow. 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 Gay babies. They're born this way. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. And we're back for our second hiatus of the year. Part two of hiatus episode two because we already did that episode. Part three of why not is right and Kira is gay. Mm. Oh, it's a long running mystery, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> part one, part three of seventy four. I should really just do a whole episode on the mystery of my sexuality. Oh, <laughs> that time Kira made out with a human shaped bush. <laughs> You wouldn't tell anyone about that. <laughs> that was private. That was personal. That mm. was said in confidence, Niall. <laughs> that was said in confidence in the Odessa Catacomb. <laughs> no, anyway, moving on. Moving, moving swiftly on. on. Moving on. What's your segment called? Uh, it really doesn't have a name because they're not sure of the name of the person. No. Not sure of the date. Well, what would you describe this? If you had to give the story a title, what would it be? The Hungry Man of France. The Hungry Man of France. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, gobble, gobble. So this guy's name is Terer. What? I could be pronouncing it wrong, but it's Terer. So T-A-R-R-A-R-E. Oh, and it could be spelled with two ors at the end as well, but most likely it's one or. <laughs> A singular or. So they think it was around 1772. Between between 1772 and 1798. This is a while ago. A long time ago. What part of France? Rural France. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where fuck anything is outside Paris. I'm like, Nantes in the left, I think. Rural. Yeah. yeah. Not close to the Eiffel Tower, basically. Nowhere near the Eiffel Tower. Nowhere near Notre Dame. No signs happening. No flames burning. Yeah. No, no. So basically, this guy, Terrer, 
they don't know his actual name. Don't they just called him this. So they think he was born in 1772 in rural France and he was a slim boy of average height. However, of he had height. saggy skin and hung loosely around him. What? Uh, yeah, so some thought that Terrer could wrap skin from his abdomen around his waist. It might be that condition where people lack collagen. They well, they really don't know. What if was you up lack with this co- if you lack collagen, it's like you lack the kind of uh, big connecting bones again. But your skin, Evie, oddly, that drag queen has it. Really? Yeah. As a result, here, if you ever look at her scalp, her scalp is like uh, wrinkled. Oh. Mm, she has excess skin. Anyway, sorry. Um. So anyway, so they felt that he could do that. However, once he had eaten, his belly would fill up like a balloon. And like a massive balloon. It just, you know, kids who have like water retention problems. Or like kids who are starving. And yeah. They, uh, they get like, what's it called again? I don't know. It's usually like a sweating. It's a sweating of the stomach. Um. So... Uh, he had a wide jaw within which he could hold a dozen eggs and later would use this in shows. So is he putting a freak show? We're traveling circus. We'll get there. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Terrer was constantly hungry and would eat his own weight in food a day. So he's about 100, was it, 100 kilos or something like that? 100 pounds? he would eat, like, his weight... His weight and food is So he was an interesting person. Yeah, but he was slim and had saggy skin. Jesus. Uh, Eventually, his parents kicked him out of the house uh, because they couldn't afford to feed him anymore. (laughs) What? And this is all factual or is this kind of semi half now? This is what's happening. They don't know his actual name, but this is the story that... Of the real. Okay, I get you. So it's part, it could be half or permit, but there was a man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he has a wiki. <laughs> interesting physiology. Yeah. So, after that, uh, Terrer joined a con man, and together they would put on a show where he would demonstrate his abnormal eating talents by eating, like, metals, eating live animals. He'd swallow things, like... Yeah. Oh, God, did he become a geek? No. It's like, geek mm. is when you bite chickens' heads off. But he was, like, <laughs> scouted by the military. Because there was a war going on at the time. There'd be a war happening. Uh, so he was admitted to... In 17... Was that the one between England and France? Uh, there was... The Germans were against the French anyway. Okay. At the time. Of course. Uh, seems oh, to be yeah. So the military scouted thing. him for his marvellous eating habits? Yeah. Just kind of what? So he was admitted to a military hospital to be studied and would be tested by eating live animals. Um, soon he joined the military for France for France for France French military and was requested to consume secret documents preserved to swallow them yeah and bring them what to be a human fucking capsule basically to be oh my god you know those tubes that people would send their mail through he would swallow the tube he was basically that but across countries he's a human uh, fucking he's a human secret message he's a yeah. human part bot, messenger yeah Jesus so the the documents would be preserved in like special containers so I'm imagining like the tubes <laughs> yeah, like and just uh, going right down his wee throat. And he'd be sent across enemy lines to Secretly. deliver them. 
And then just regurgitate them or poop them out. Because, like, it? if he was caught, he wouldn't have anything on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be in his gut, like. Uh, eventually, he was caught by German forces, and he quickly confessed to what was going on and was beaten really badly and received a similar punishment from the French forces on his return. Oh. So, after the whole ordeal, he was desperate for a cure and was treated with opium and vinegar. <laughs> what? That's all? <laughs> that was like the household thing to cure stuff. It was opium like and vinegar. like give this wee boy opium. Oh, for his bruises or just for his... Con- to cure his hunger. His ki- oh, right. Did not work. Well, yeah, I'm guessing. They just got him addicted to opium. That's a condition. Just like- addicted to opium. Yeah. Jeez. And vinegar just makes you dehydrated. <laughs> like, now, on top of being hungry, he was also very thirsty. Yeah. And not as sweaty. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So, these failed, and they tried a modern form of, uh, what was it? A modern uh, cure, which was a controlled diet. <laughs> which was it psychological? Like... No, they tried a controlled diet. To see what so that was the more modern way of doing it. Well, yeah, dealing with, like, you know, not giving someone opium. Yeah. To deal with, like, something that's, you know... So con- you mess them up with opium first is, is and then try the controlled diet yeah, after. Is there anything wrong with... Like, is there even anything, like, wrong? So be, he ended up being driven mad by the hunger and he would regularly escape the hospital and fight wild dogs for scraps of food oh, in alleys. Stop! No! That's so wild... So then, it was also believed that Terrer attempted to eat bodies in the hospital morgue. Okay, that's kind of cool. Uh, and then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just saying. I didn't think so. <laughs> Eventually, Terrer was chased out of the hospital by staff after it was rumoured he had eaten a 14-month-old baby. Oh, my God. Alive. Oh, my... Alive! Holy shit. So then, four years later... Did he roam the fucking wilds of France then? Is there some kind of, like, chupacabra? There's, like, a gap. And then, okay, okay. That isn't recorded, I because love, he was in hospital. I guess so it, I love the way this that. is the 17th century, so we have no idea what's fact versus fiction. It's glorious. It's a thing. He yeah. was a person, and this was what he was like. Oh, I love it. It's like Sony Bean. But there's gaps, because the records are there when he was in hospital and stuff yeah. like that, and they're aren't when he was gone so he's chased out of town for eating in the hospital for eating a child well rumoured they don't know which is even weirder how would you not know if a 14 month old child was missing years passed roaming the French country so fending for himself likely eating horses and people yeah probably So getting very Gollum vibes off this yeah which I enjoy is Uh, that offensive it probably is wait I have well they don't even have an exact picture they just have pictures of what he looked like yeah, so we're getting Gollum vibes, even though it probably is kind of like, you know... Saggy skin, very slim. Probably is offensive, but yeah. Um, after his... Uh, where were we? Four years later, Terrer was ill, and he believed it was caused by a golden fork he had eaten two years prior. Of course. So, you know... The atoms of the golden fork will not go through my body. probably in some, like, Roman... Esque rich house if he was eating a cold yeah, like, well, So I said, like, you were entertained by, you know, eccentric aristocrats being like, eat the baby! <laughs> yeah. Do it! <laughs> yeah. Um, it turned out he just had tuberculosis. Of course. 
for so the gold. So he did. <laughs> and he did, and then he was. He, he, um, did, he, did he die of consumption? No, but he didn't. But an autopsy failed to find the golden fork. So, <laughs> That's rare. Had blamed for his demise. He had absorbed all of it. And that is like a fact on every single page. It's like they couldn't every find the fork. Every time. Couldn't find the golden fork, which he blamed for his demise. And like the atoms of the gold were too hardy for his body to digest. And you're like, That's why he had to be. It's like, you know, he didn't die of consumption because. <laughs> Because the golden fork now. He consumed shit. (laughs) Technically, he did die from consumption. Consumption of a golden fork. Oh, my God. He just had too much love in his heart. (laughs) So, um, so, what's it called? Amygdala? Oh, the the amygdala, or amygdala. The amygdala, I'm, I'm saying it wrong. It's a part of your brain. Yeah, it's a part of the brain that controls hunger. No, I just spilled beer all over my brush. Uh, sorry, anyway, carry on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, amygdalia is the part of the brain that controls hunger. Polyphagia, Polyphagia. <laughs> um, also known as insatiable eating, is hedgehog's disorder. It's a specifically linked to the size of your amygdala or amygdala. It just means you don't have any control in that part of your brain over your hunger. But it was literally, he, was, he wasn't neurotypical in his brain physiology, like... Well, how would they know? It's a seventy nine so Yeah, no, but even specifically, like the, it, it, like even because like a lot of, you know, disorders. I guess because disorder and like condition are obviously a relative term mm. in regards to what's subjectively regarded as normal. But like, if even on a physiological level, his brain is physically kind of different in a certain way, and then you know this idea that they were making it, they had this huge issue with appetite. It's like, yeah. It's a specific thing that was kind of conduct like drove his behavior. Like, is he a very unique person? Is he mm. very unique context? Like, he literally yeah, a polyphagia or undesirable, however you say it, under <laughs> under like an out of control insatiable appetite, insatiable eating, insatiable eating, like literally almost possibly linked to just how he was born. Yeah. Oh my god, that was wild. So some scientists believe. <laughs> Terrer had this, and others believe it was an abnormally fast thyroid. That sounds like it almost sounds like he has a slew of, like there's a few slew of physical conditions like, but thyroid that that a lot of things like that when it comes to fitness, it's usually linked to physically growing, or linked to hormonal disorders, i.e. like an excess thyroid where your metabolism works faster, but also it can affect your growth in erratic ways. I don't know, but your like, thyroid gland is the it, it's related to your pineal gland, which relates to the the overall hormone center of your brain as you grow. So it's release, uh, it's a release and body's reception. Like I to think he died when he was like twenty five, twenty six. Oh wow! Because like the thing Cause is, it's, they think he was born in seventeen seventy two. He died seventeen ninety eight. Jesus. But anyway. So, but no one ever found out the cause or the golden fork. (laughs) The cause or the golden fork. And the golden fork is like a big thing in the whole idea. It's always mentioned. It might be something. It's the idea that he ate everything. Mm. But the fact that he took these talents and I've heard of roadshow people. But like they think he killed people for food. And he was awarded at one point. um, Well, he sounds mentally unstable. Plus, it's more so 
Also, oh, yeah, the, context, be, the context he was raised in and grew up in, like, but his he, life. he could eat anything. He was just always that hungry. Or it's more so he had the capacity to, like, at least get past the point of swallowing. But he's even... It doesn't even, mean his body is better at dissolving things. It's just that he, he put them in him in the first place. Because it's like a... It's a phenomenon. Co- it seems like a lot of stuff. It conflates with a few other things, but he's a unique case. Like, it conflates with, it conflates with like, the idea of geeks, these sideshow people who are often... People who are born with specific kind of conditions or, uh, like physical con- physical conditions, where, like, if you look up Shitso Geek, like yeah. uh, you see the pictures grow up, they were often like people born with physical conditions, who were basically ostracized or other because of their physical conditions. So then they were therefore made out to be bestial or things like that. And geeks, the whole point of geeks is that they would bite the heads off chickens and sideshows. That's where it comes from, and that's like there. The, it was just the idea of being a freak, kind of. That yeah. didn't necessarily embody anything. It was just the idea of embodying. They're usually kind of like uh, they're usually infantilized, but also bestialized, kind of. And then there's a few. It's just interesting, and then that kind of thing. And I've heard there's another type of sideshow well, person, I know that, or the person like, who eats anything, that type of thing. Like the ma- the amazing yeah. Yeah, boy who can eat anything. And there, it's a trick, of course, like sword swallowing yeah. and stuff like that. But there's a degree of where that conflates. This man was obviously had a few physical conditions that were then conflated into something else. And then he kind of, but based on his behaviour, passed that point. Apparently he smelled so bad that people had to stay 20 feet away from him. He obviously didn't wash, like, at all. I'd say it was from what he was eating. Well, you imagine, um, part of the thing is, like, hormonal disorders, like, thyroid. If you have thyroid, if you have an overactor, you have goiter from an overactor thyroid gland, your growth can be stunted, uh, things like that. Or it, it's uneven. You can have intense sweating. And you'll yeah. have erratic emotional behaviour because it's, it's almost as if the amount of hormones in your body can affect your mood and practically your behaviour and the other it can feel like you're on a high or like you're hyperactive or really angry and so like you'd be erratic mm. or like you can be really sweaty like things like that yeah that's true that's wow terre 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 the man who ate the baby in the golden spoon what were they calling him the what the nibbler of <laughs> the nibbler he didn't nibble <laughs> The nib, the I think s- it was like the swallower, the swallower, the gluten, the gluten, or okay, the gluten of the idea of related to gluttony, oh the glutton, the glutton, the glutton. Yeah, they called him the glutton. The of glutton, because he just never, he had never control appetite. That this the idea of containing the the idea that his condition was linked to the neural makeup, the physical makeup of his brain chemistry, like that, because it does happen. It's just. Wild it seems so specific. It's yeah. also such a wild ass story. It's just a mystery of the digestive system. <laughs> it's wild though, because like it's almost like because there's definitely like an id level thing. It's like the way you're treated by society affects how your psychological makeup is. Affects how like what's empowering to you. It's like this idea like even within the world of like if you're made a sideshow freak almost, and then like you're ostracized and othered and you don't even regard yourself as seemingly being human in the way other people are. Mm. It's a certain degree of, like, what's certain then... Your way desire is routed then, like, what what moves are empowering to you and what moves are satisfying for you are completely different. So, like, the where he's, depending on how he's treating society, almost, like, his seemingly already insatiable appetite was almost just, like, you know... 
ends up being the vehicle for his own freedom and satisfaction, but also the deviance type of thing. Yeah. And it's it just it reminds me of that guy, the guy that the book Perfume was based on, the guy who had like perfumes all about the man who has insatiable sense of smell. It's the idea if you take this extreme, in this case it was a fictional one, that's a man who has an insatiable sense of smell, and seeing it that can kind of like pervert your experience when it alienates you from other people and therefore ends up kind of perverting your experience of like desire and like society to the point like it creates these incredible urges or like creates like almost like violent antisocial behavior but like yeah. that was based on your man who made perfume out of women it's based on that guy who told he was a wolf it's just it's like yeah like the kind of the monster that like an insatiable desire for eating like look what it can create <laughs> at least you didn't have to deal with global warming <laughs> <laughs> you used to get lost in the mines and yeah. have to deal with global warming so in a way you didn't get lost in a catacomb in a way he actually had it easy and um, he had it very easy yeah he's <laughs> <laughs> but anyway this has been sad stories proven to perfection he's never had to look up anything for a podcast <laughs> he's never known that pain he's never had to research shit <laughs> he didn't, have, to research he didn't have Google he didn't have to cook nothing either um, he didn't have to have type how, imagine how easy it would be if we could just hunt our food with our gaping mouths I'd be looking for like a peach like <laughs> <laughs> a single plum floating I, perfume I'll have a few grapes served in a man's cool. I'd be looking for like wait loose... there's not many grapes here they don't grow grapes here. I'd be looking for like the loose bits of like bread that are dropped on the floor in litter grow grapes would be a good name grow grapes grow grapes grow grapes Grow grapes. Grow grapes. Grow grapes. Grow grapes. Grow grapes. <laughs> this has been Sad Stories, Printed Perfection. I'm yeah. Defective Nile. I'm Defective Kira. And we are, um, we're gay. We're so you don't have not to on hiatus. We're anymore. not on hiatus. Or we're back. We're technically. back. Well, with a three episode special. Next week. I think this is episode two. two. Yeah, so <laughs> we're, um, we're somewhere. We're about. Follow us on Facebook, right? <laughs> yeah, and Facebook and iTunes and SoundCloud and and things and 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 I don't know if Tom Hanks is gay I don't know whether I should pray I don't know if I'll die today I don't know who killed John Benet I don't know if Tom Hanks is gay I don't know whether I should pray I don't know if I'll die today There's just so much I've never felt There's just so much that can't